Great. Welcome, everybody. My name is David Bortz. I'm one of the co-founders and chief operating officer of S&P Data. We're coming to you live today from S&P Data's studio uh, with our podcast, Truth and Share. I'm, I'm here today with uh, Dan Plaskus, my partner and uh, chief executive officer of S&P Data. And today we are going to talk about leadership and, uh, you know, all things uh, relevant to leadership, you know, how you define your leadership, how you develop your leadership, um, and how you pass on leadership. And so, Dan, maybe take a couple minutes to int- introduce yourself and we can jump right in. So I'm Dan Plaschkas, and uh, as David said, I'm a founder of S&P Data, and I used to always uh, make the joke, but um, I've never been promoted. I have been fired, um, but I've <laughs> never been promoted. Um, but I have stood the test of time. You know, we've done, as you know, David, in our f- startups, we've done many um, institutional rounds, and I've never been replaced, yeah. actually. I just joke that I got fired. But um, the point of the matter is that um, how did I become a leader? You know, it's not something that you can read. Well, you can read books because yeah. you can get better. And I, I do read books on leadership, and I hope to always get better. But it is something that you probably acquire through the years. And, you know, your report card isn't whether you think you're a good leader. Yeah. It's whether your team actually looks to you to be a good leader. So we're going to talk about that. Yeah, absolutely. Good. You know, uh, Dan, um, I, you know, in your career, you've always, you know, sought out mentors. And, right. you know, today, um, you know, you're actually the, the mentor. What, what does that feel like? What's, what's that like for you? What, is, what do you strive for as, uh, as being a mentor? Well, first of all, um, I really want to thank anyone that helped me through the years. You know who you are. I mean, I was a 23 or 4-year-old business school graduate starting my own business, and I would call yeah. up senior executives, cable companies, uh, as an example. They'd spend a lot of time with me. I always wondered what it was, but I, I now see what it was. It's the enjoyment that one gets in seeing someone else learn. And, you know, so my kids have friends, they call me, they write me, I'm always accessible. I think being a mentor is the greatest compliment you can be. And it's really our obligation and duty to really um, mentor whenever you're asked. Yeah. And I think that's how you'll be judged. I don't know yeah. in your if there's an afterlife, but kind of, you know, you're the same way. Well, for me, I mean, I think that, uh, you know, be, being a mentor um, and, and being chosen as a mentor is probably, you know, the greatest compliment in the in, in the business world, right? It's not like people come up to you and ask you, hey, will you be my mentor? They, they you know, it's, it's a magnetic field that people, you know, come towards because they see what you're doing and how you do it and that you've had success. Uh, and it really is a, a just a great compliment, and I think a really important piece of, of of giving back to the to the next generation, right? I see it, you know, uh, with you being chairman of Owners Box and how you're mentoring, you know, your son and um, and his peers in, in that business. You know, I think it's really really amazing. I think that it's an accelerated education for sure for uh, for those folks. So it's really great. You know, and and David, you know, my father, who was one of my mentors. Um, he used to always say to me, and I didn't understand this. I don't mean to be sarcastic because I'm a huge believer in business school. But he <laughs> says that business school, it won't teach you the real life. And I used to think, you know, Dad, let me just finish my education, which he always wanted me to. But it, there is some truth to 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 it. And um, you know, there's nothing like learning. You know that, David. We're really yep. raised in the school of hard knocks, and uh, it, if I can share anything that's going to help someone and give a different opinion 
or a supporting opinion. That grieves me. You know, I'm always open. So yeah, you know, uh, it's uh, it's funny, Dan. You know, I think in having this, you know, kind of second, third podcast that we're we're doing here, I'm I'm going to start writing down a list of quotes by by Dan Plaskus and and bring these quotes up uh, every once in a while. Uh, you know, there was always one one great quote that that you always said is that. You know, your kids aren't listening to you. They're too busy watching right. you, right? And, uh, you know, that's the, the silent mentor. But, you know, tell me, you know, one of the things that I've always admired, uh, you know, about you is your, your, your instinct, your ability to read people, your ability to recruit. You know, tell me, tell me about that. I mean, how did you, is that, was that just natural instinct? Is that developed instinct? You know, how do you use that to your, to your advantage in, in, in being a leader? Again, red books, EQ, but you're right. I think it's a lot of it's a combination of natural. The first thing is you got to like people. And I happen to like people. 50% of us do. No, David, exactly. <laughs> let me, let me rephrase that. Um, you and I work so hard. We, we, now that as we've evolved and we have family, yeah. You know, we, we sort of cocoon, to co- coin the term, we want to go home and sit with our kids. That's not a crime. Absolutely. But at the end of the day, you also like, and, and you dedicate so much of your of your off family time to the business and to people here that you don't get a chance to check the boxes. You can't be everything to everyone. You can't do everything. I used to be a reasonable golfer. I had aspirations to be better. I stopped golfing because, you know, work had us working and traveling and then on weekends I want to be with the family so you know you can't be everything but at the end of the day um, you got to like people you do like people you may not admit it but you absolutely uh, <laughs> like people and you know the so the first thing is that my instincts of and uh, of, there's really two things I, I think I have very good instincts on people um, and how did that apply to what yeah, we are you know, doing? I mean, just, you know, you have the ability to really understand people, read people, understand their personalities, understand their traits, your ability to use that to be able to recruit people. Yeah, I want to get know, into that, I right? Mean, I think that's, that it's, it's, it's a, you know, a huge skill. I mean, and, and it just gives you such a, you know, an advantage, uh, so, I, I believe, in management. So, David, it goes back. First of all, I'm extremely honest and blunt, whether you like it or not. I'm not for everyone, but I am blunt. Um, and, you know, no doesn't mean no to me. Um, so yeah. there's a level of determination that I've always had. But, you know, the first thing, uh, as a buyer, I mean, how did I start my first company? How did I get the first revenue? I always claimed, as you know, David, that I never misrepresented a sale. Yeah. I went into a senior executive. I do admit my lawyer made the introduction. And the guy told, said, tell me about your experience. And I looked him in the eye. This guy was about 50-something, very regal-looking. I was a punk. And I said to him, uh, I don't have any. And in front of me, he, he laughed and, <laughs> and, uh, and in my face. And I sat there and I said, what's going to happen? So I looked him in the eye and I said, you know, Jim, you don't look like the type of person that wastes his time, so why did you see me? And he got real serious and he came up with this concept. He was sort of using me as his vehicle, but it was the first sale I ever made. So at the end of, the, you know, David, the first thing is I've had very good instincts, very judgment of people. Um, and I view recruiting as incredibly important. This place is not for everyone. You know that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I think we've become really cooler over time. Our first business was very cool, you know, but, you know, we have different aspirations. And, and so... What we, what I see in a person is, as a buyer of our company, as you know, David, 
Yeah. Uh, I don't mean to be disrespectful yeah. to a company we partner with called IBM, but there's a saying in software, you don't get fired from buying from IBM. Yeah. Well, then yeah. you don't buy from S&P Data or ESS Global Solutions or any of our startups. Um, we are looking for a buyer that, that wants to make a difference. And I can size that person up within two or three minutes when I'm in a room. Yeah. So that's something I don't know where it comes from. As far as Absolutely. building a good team and recruiting and enjoying it, I do love recruiting people. I get excited when I yeah. see people. Um, you know, the first thing I do as leadership is I like to generate enthusiasm. You know, David, you know this. I walk in a room. This place could be half dead. And there's going to be a different energy level. I'm going to kick ass. And I mean yeah. in a positive way. Um, but it's always we, not I. Um, you talk about sizing up people, David. If I get in a room and someone's talking about I, I always look around who's going to be the ultimate decision maker. They're not the decision maker. Right. Where I learn this, I don't know. But it's how I think. Yeah, it's- you know, it's uh, that instinct is great. Tell, but tell me, you know, how does that instinct help you with customers? So listen, I, I, you know, David, you talked, you said my quotes. There's so many that I like to do. Luck is the res- <laughs> residual of design. There was another thing that I had. David knows this. There's a question that's a very tough question to ask. Right. Your clients. No one wants to ask it. Right. But David, you know that yeah. I've made it mandatory, even though I think we've slipped a bit yeah. to our own fault. Are you happy? Ask an employee the same question. It's not going to be a... And be prepared to sit and listen. Absolutely. And in our client case, it's a really tough question to ask. Are you happy? Three words. And you know that I've always done that. And, you know, you got to develop your relationship. you got to develop people. Everyone needs to feel that they're benefiting from a relationship. You know, a, a leader... A leader role is not to say I. A leader's role is not to take credit. A leader, a, a leader, the ultimate leader's role is to take blame. Yeah. Okay. Accept the blame. Take the hit. Yeah. Talk to your team internally, but always be the person that takes the hit. And on the acceptance of success, give it to the people that deserve it. You don't need that's right the success. Build your organization. Let other people win. Yeah. Right? You know, one of the things that I find, uh, you know, really fascinating about, uh, you know, leadership is, uh, you know, surrounding yourself with, with others. Right. And, you know, I think that one of the things point. you've done, you've done an amazing job at is, you know, surrounding yourselves with others. Some that are, that are like you, that have similar personality traits, some that don't have uh, similar personality traits. Talk to me a little bit about, you know, what your, your recipe for leadership is there and the personalities, the people that you, uh, that you, that you bring on to your team. So it's funny because I've never met Steve Jobs. I would have loved to, but he had a bit of, I have a bit of him in him. It's called fuck you. Uh, it's a deep down. I don't mean it that way. Um, he actually had it, but yep. you know, you gotta have, you can't be afraid. Yeah. That's what I mean. And I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid if someone threatens me. I'm just not. Maybe I'm stupid. I don't know what it is, but I'm certainly not afraid. When you build a company, if everyone's to be like you, you're not going to build a successful company. Steve Jobs basically said, number one, he didn't want to be the smartest person in the room. He right. probably was the smartest person in the room. Yeah. But he, he surrounded himself. Look what he surrounded himself with. The talent is still there developing his yeah. vision, right? So the idea of, of um, surrounding yourself with different talent. You know, there are things that you're very good at that I'm not. Yep. 
And you yeah. and I have always been extremely complimentary. We stay in our lanes. I think of something in a process that's broken, and right. I throw it over the wall to you and say, yeah. David, how the hell are we going to come up with a, a solution? And that's worked very well for us. So I think, though, that you know, you talk about whether, you know, in our current company, you look at Don Huff, very different yeah. guy. Absolutely. Um, says a, a, a man of few words, a man of strong convictions. You think of Brian. You know, you and I, you think of all the other people in the company, Rohit and Emerging, Gregory. These people, we all are different. We all have different backgrounds. And, and, and I've, I've always appreciated what I don't have. I don't know about you. Yeah. Well, you know, I find that, uh, you know, many times we always, we, we end up at the same place. We just have a different way of, uh, of getting there. Uh, and that's, uh, you know, that's really been, been amazing. By the way, I think that's a successful, you know, David, on a personal note, I think that makes for a successful marriage. They always yeah. say opposites attract. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I'm definitely opposite my wife, but we definitely are together. And I say the same thing you do in that way, in that, you know, whether it's family or business, you know, you can approach a problem. You just have to have common goals and let people approach it in their own way and let them grow and understand and point out the way you might have done it. Yeah. But let people, we give people, David, here the latitude Absolutely. to discover themselves. Yeah. You know, listen, I think that you, you need to have, you know, complementary skill sets, right? I mean, uh, you know, the, the, you know, not everyone's going to be a technologist. Not everyone's going to be a salesperson. Not everyone's going to be a finance person. Right. And you need to bring together those, those different personalities to build, a, you know, a successful organization. You know, Dan, tell, you know, tell me about, you know, what would you... Uh, what tips would you give, uh, you know, a uh, an up and coming leader? What advice would you would you have for for today's leaders? It's really good because, you know, by the way, don't be stubborn that they can teach you too. By the way, we can Absolutely. all learn. This this by the way, David, this owner's box is really interesting because I have a a role. It's not a day to day role for sure, but I'm involved. I always find myself sort of talking to the guys and. You know that I can be fairly heavy-handed in my view, um, yeah. but they've also taught us. But you know, again, the tips come down to the situation of, you know, have your eyes open. Um, you can't let technology pass you by. Yeah, that's where you're very strong, David. You just can't. I mean, even if you're not a technologist, even if you couldn't put together a stereo system, you right. got to be doing the things like. Understanding what people are doing on social media. You, yeah. you know, asking people. You know, there's a, this Faith Popcorn, I, I, I mentioned cocooning. She wrote this book um, called The Future Report. And, and it was all about trends. And the way she used to talk about trends, I've learned from. Yeah. Go to a party. Talk to your son, Harrison, musician. Yeah. And ask them, what's trending? That's how yeah. you learn. So, you know, David, what I, what I would say is the number one thing I would say to anyone no matter what age is do not let the speed of, of, of this warp speed of transformation pass you by stay on top of it do whatever you can do read it embrace it be part of it because it's an awful lot of fun and you know David we can talk about startups we're going to do that yeah. to think that we can do a startup today fractionist in terms of what's involved capital wise yeah. to what when yeah. I started is so damn exciting you can distribute. You don't need to buy servers. You can you can rent everything. Can you scale. can grow and scale infinitely. up and down infinitely. It is so exciting to be in a startup. I'm encouraging you, though. If you're going to want to be a leader, be a leader. 
but you got to know you got to know how to build people and how to make everyone win. Yeah. You come last. Yeah. Well, you know, Dan, as a, as a, as a leader, you know, you, sometimes you have to make uh, tough decisions, right? Tough decisions that, uh, you know, are going to, you know, not everyone's going to be happy with, uh, with a decision. Yeah. Some people will like them. Some people won't like them. Tell me, you know, what's, you know, what, what's, what, 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 what goes through your mind when you have to make a, you know, a tough decision? So, I mean, listen, we go through them all the time. You know, David, I had two things. I always really cared about the people on my team and sometimes they didn't work out. And yeah. so when, as you know, when we, we used recruiters and really good, strong management recruiters, and when I had someone that I didn't think was working out, one of my techniques was I had a two-way <laughs> deal, go find them a job and don't let them know that I want them to leave. I wanted them to feel good. It worked for me. It was different. Yeah. So they would recruit them out of S&P data and everyone would be happy. Um, but um, it's really uh, it's really tough, you know, in terms of... of of making someone successful. What was the? Can yeah. you just repeat the question? Well, no, I'm just saying, you know, uh, you know, making a tough decision, right? Yeah. You know, what, is, what is your mental process that you go through? When so you're... I mean, you make them all the time, David. Yeah. You know, what I say to you, and I'm talking to Gregory about this. Gregory is now our chief revenue officer, coming out of big company. Is yeah. what you and I are experts as is is measuring our time, and that is not something that you carve in a book. You time management is a unique skill, and you need to have it because the priorities are like this. You got to make, and if you're going to, this is a great way for me to sort of end this piece, but yeah. if you're going to do what you want to do each day, you're not going to be successful. Yeah. I don't even care what your strengths are. Deal, you got to deal with the hard issues too. Yeah. And you got to be organized. Um, I think what people always appreciate about me is I'm, I'm transparent and I'm going to tell you the truth. Yeah. I am going to tell you what you're good at, and I'm going to tell you what you're bad at. And Gregory, we're going to talk later. I know Rohit. I'm transparent to the guys. Like, I see the blind spots, right? And you can tell me my blind spot. 100%. So, I mean, be truthful, David. Um, tell people what they're good at. Tell people what good But don't just say you can't. Here's what I want to say. Like, I went, I had a math teacher. I was really good at math. I just happened to skip class. And he told me if I was going to skip class, I was going to go work at a, a grocery store. I mean, you don't talk to people like that. I don't mean that, right? Like, if you don't get something, don't put yourself in a box that you're only going to do that one thing. Like, show them a way to be better. That's a yeah. leader. Yeah. Show them different things to do. Yeah. And that's I take a lot of pride. I want to teach them. I want them to go out and expand their mind. When you find someone, just be honest with someone. Be transparent. And show them ways to better themselves. If that person is willing to to learn more, you've got a winning combination. Yeah. You and I have always been, by the way, you have been extremely faithful to people in the company. Absolutely. You, you would rather give a promotion. To, the promotion's always going to come from within. Absolutely. Ty definitely goes to the S&P Rhino. Absolutely. 100%. Right? Yep. You know, uh, you know Dan, you know, just to kind of in, in closing up here, you know, a couple of things. You know, your your leadership, uh, I think, really number one. You know, sets the stage for the company. You know, you mentioned it. You know, it sets the energy for uh, for the company. Right. Uh, you know, it also sets uh, sets the vision for for the company. It drives you know for customers, and ultimately, it's it really sets the brand. Right. And it's it's the brand creation, and and I think that's really the the power of uh, of that leadership and how that leadership then you know permeates throughout the the organ. Organization, uh, you know, all the way down to, uh, you know, the, our associates on the floor and that 
coming through in their voice with uh, with our customers. So thank you for that uh, leadership. Thank you for sharing uh, with us today. Thank you for everyone for, for listening to our podcast, Truth and Please. Share, everything you always wanted to know but were afraid to ask. And remember, the truth shall set you free. Always does. Yes, it does. Thank you.